Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Yeah, I gotcha. Don't worry about it. It doesn't really matter. It's fine. I don't even know what the fuck to talk about. Don't worry. All right, you ready to go live? I'm ready. We're live and we start with the usual spiel, right? Uh, I just don't know. What? Yeah. No, I'm. Yeah, I'm behaving myself. No, I'm not playing in abandoned buildings. What? Again? Now. I suppose you had those people follow me again. Fine. Hey, this is Jimmy Farrow from Monty and the Farrow, and I want to thank all our subscribers. We have now passed 14,000 on our YouTube channel. But I want to ask our subscribers to take the next step for us and become a full-fledged member of Monty and the Pharaoh. Yeah, that's right, folks. There's three different levels to choose from. There's free shirts. There's free autographs. Just check it out and become a member of Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monty and the Pharaoh. Later. Welcome to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Monte DeFaro, seen only here out of Indie Music TV, straight out of Ron Conkoma, Long Island. Hope all is well out there. Before we get into it, uh, to the right is the star of the show, Mr. Jimmy Farrow. Jimmy, how are you? Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Very good. Lovely. So for all the people out there, we do apologize. Uh, Abdullah was having trouble hearing us through the... Uh, modern technology? Modern technology. Very good. Um, so we had to kind of bail out of it. Not really his fault, right? Just techie problems. It is what it is. Uh, so I do apologize to the fans out there who He'll are waiting. He'll be back. So He'll be back. Anyway, um, so if anyone's seen the channel lately, we've added a bunch of shows, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, we've been trying to work through that. Sure. Uh, so we've, we've been having a lot of, like, when you do this Internet type of streaming mm-hmm. with, you know, we do a live a lot of live studio interviews, right? right so, right. but when you do the streaming of obviously modern technology is a problem. So we kind of got to do an audible, right? Because yeah, this was built around Abby and his right. GoFundMe and everything else. Right. So I want to apologize to everybody once again. So we're going to answer some questions before we get into the show. We are sure. Why not? Okay. We got. Uh, let's see. Let's first of all say a few to uh, Matthew Holland. Welcome, brother. Good to see you. Rick B in the house. Welcome. Don and Barbara. Welcome, Jason. Welcome. Great to see you. The Dank Crusader. What's up? What is up? Always what is good up? to see you. Mitch in the house. Nice. 
Yeah, Mitch Abbey was uh, again. It was he was having trouble hearing sound. I, yeah. I don't know if they're super techie on the phone. So what right, we're gonna do? Right. Uh, we'll get into it, but we're gonna kind of just maybe we'll just do a little ask Monty and Farrow anything. Sure, why not? Right, no matter what they well, want. That's ask, a great right? idea. I like right. that. Uh, a couple. I'll answer one question. Will Tony Atlas? be back That's on the channel. That's a great question. So, Farrow, you want to answer that question? No, you have more information than that, Farrow. <laughs> Quite often. In fact, mm -hmm. we're going to try to have him in studio next week when we have Ventura, Coco Beware, the Conquistadors, and... Uh, <clears throat> did I say Ventura? Yeah, you said Ventura. There you go. You said Ventura. And Tommy Rich. Right. So I was hoping to have... Does Tony call you in the middle of the night? I'm just curious. Tony does not call me in the middle of the night. Does he know not to? Like you let him know in advance? Or uh, is this yeah, just yeah. a lucky guy and Tony doesn't decide to call you in the middle of the night? Just doesn't call me in the middle nice. of the night. Nice. Oh, um, you've done well. Okay. <laughs> he doesn't call me at all, so how would I know what's going on with Tony? So what's this? Is he coming back? Donna Barber says, by the way, the Jets just drafted a wide receiver. Go figure. At number four? Yeah. At the fourth pick? Yeah, with a wide receiver. At the fourth pick? At the fourth pick. I thought that, what happened to all the pass rushes? Somebody tell me what's going on out there, First please. of all, if you know anything about football, you don't pick a receiver. Uh, what are they doing? That high in the draft. No, no absolutely not. It never not. changes. Absolutely not. It never and it changes. Goes, and it goes to show, too, because there was a stud that wants to leave San Fran, not to bore anybody, and they could have traded the 10th pick, probably, for the stud. He's 25. Bring him here. But they just wasted the fourth pick. Look, if he's not Michael Irvin, this is a bust. Uh, Jay Will says the, the uh, Falcons did the same. The Falcons? Yeah, they, they drafted a wide receiver. Wow, so what's going on here? I thought Jets. this was top-heavy on edge rushers. I don't know what's happening here. All right, so news. Right. Jim Carrey reacts to Bonkers theory. He's been, been impersonating a secretly dead Joe Biden. Bonkers According theory. to a recent conspiracy theory, Jim, Jim Carrey doesn't play President Joe Biden on Saturday Night Live. The Sonic right. the Hedgehog two-star has is that fallen that far that, down the ladder? He's, that he's recognized as the minute. Sonic the this Hedgehog two-star? This is the Riddler. This is the Mask. No. This is Fire Marshal Bill, for God's sakes. And they're Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog Sonic two? the Hedgehog. I didn't know they even made two of them. All right, Sonic the ahead. Hedgehog. Yeah, he's fallen. Scott, man. how are you, brother? Good to see you. Roy, always good to see so you. So what, the they're house. saying that he's one of multiple impersonators impersonating the president who's not really alive, and that's, that's just a bunch of impersonators? That is correct. You know what his, his response was, right? <laughs> Go ahead, man. Really, now? That's fucked up, man. Nah, no, that's weird. That's very strange. That's it. it. That's all you got. Uh, what am I supposed to say? I'm going to play. Is it possible? I'm playing Biden next week. What are you talking about? Let's hear your Biden impression. I don't have one. He has no oh, flavor. Shit. You know what it is? It's really hard to imitate somebody who's got no flavor. He's no pizzazz there. Sharon Osbourne reveals Ozzy Osbourne oh, has man. more operations amid his health battle. The Black Sabbath rocker underwent surgery after he suffered a fall in Los Angeles home while recovering from pneumonia. He also announced that he's got Parkinson's disease. 73-year-old mm -hmm. has been plagued with neck and spine issues and has been unable to perform ever since the fall. But Sharon revealed on Pierce Morgan, new show Uncensored on Wednesdays, that Ozzy had one operation left to go before he joined her in the U.K. Now, you're a big Ozzy guy. Yeah, How does it make you feel? What do you mean, how does it make me feel? I wish nothing but well for Ozzy Osbourne. I love Ozzy Osbourne. Does it make you sad? Yeah, of course. But you know what, though? He's 73 years old. Most people would have said there's no way you're going to make it to 50 back in the days when he was king of the world in the heavy metal kingdom of uh, Black Sabbath. Black Sabbath is the greatest heavy metal band, or at least the most important and the point of origin of heavy metal. The guy, to me, is, is just, I love him. And uh, he's terribly misrepresented. People think that, you know, because of his image and everything, he's like some sort of Satanist over the years. You know, kind of shit some of us kids got listening to Black Sabbath back in the day from our responsible parents. Please, give me a break. Guy's been going to church every week as long as he can for like a million years. So people aren't really uh, too clued into who Ozzy the person is in my mind. But, uh, yeah, he's wacky, but he's lovable wacky. And uh, after John Lennon and Jim Morrison, there's not a, a voice that's more important to this guy. And that's how I feel about Ozzy effing Osborne. Mm. Get well, Ozzy. I love you, Ozzy. There you go. Jason Kessler says he loves Ozzy, too. Love Ozzy. couple Ozzy's of questions. Fantastic. Chris out there says he misses Tuesdays with Tony. Rick B. also says he misses Tuesdays with Tony. Sure. So I'll tell you sure. that uh, 
like I said, we're going to try to bring Tony in this Thursday, but he's got a booking. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were discussing. So if you notice, Tony hasn't been on any other interviews. Right. His next interview will be with us. Right. Uh, again, Tony uh, came down here. He was going to shoot a whole bunch of Tuesdays with Tony. Mm-hmm. And that happened to be Jeff's like first week on the job, so we mm-hmm. had you know we had a little difficulty there. Okay. Um, so I will promise you, when Tony's in studio very soon, we'll shoot a whole bunch of episodes with Tuesdays with Tony Atlas, but we'll also do an interview with him where we will discuss a lot of things. One being the passing of Dan Marotti. Right. And he will speak right about right uh, the passing of Dan Marotti. I, I, I mean, that's already been say, confirmed. You know? Okay. Um, okay. He's there's a lot of there's a lot of things that Tony tells me mm-hmm. um, that mm-hmm. he hasn't shared, I guess, on any of kind course. of interviews before. Uh, of course. Uh, one being we were discussing, obviously, I think if everybody remembers, Tony Atlas's character is now is being betrayed on The Young Rock, right? Wow, yeah. So uh, that was a deal that Tony got with us through the right. show when we negotiated yep. that, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. Tony did pretty well with it. Hells yeah. And the question was really, you know, was it really like that, Tony, the way the show is <laughs> portraying it? So I'm not going to give any more than that, but Tony uh, will discuss The Young Rock oh, yeah. also. So oh, yeah. that... Um, that being said, if you, uh, I'd like to thank the band that sings the theme song for Monty and the Farrell, and Jimmy Farrell, along with his partner, Bart Griggs. Oh. A part of the band, Wisteria Hall. <clears throat> Wisteria Hall sings <clears throat> such great songs as In My Dreams, This Life, Not Far Behind, Here Comes the Rain. You can find their music on the Wisteria Hall YouTube page. Hear us on Spotify. Hear them on Spotify, Apple Music, and Reverb Nation. If you didn't know it, you are watching Long Island's number one pro wrestler and broadcast, Monty Nefaro. Catch us on the Monty Nefaro YouTube page, Monty Nefaro Facebook Live page, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Anchor, Twitch TV, Channel 115 every Tuesday, 9.30 p.m. to 11 and 11.30 p.m. where we're up against Silent Live. And we're, uh, what are we at, 102,000 viewers weekly on Currently cable. and counting. And part of Amazon Music. We want to thank Amazon Music for putting us on. Uh, again, this is the point where we would say we'll be right back with Abdullah the Butcher, but Abdullah uh, had some technical issues. So what we're going to turn this into basically is maybe I was thinking I might interview you. You Can I go on the couch? Would you like to go on a couch? I would love to go, but wait a second. We'd have to set it it all up and all this other crap. Yeah, let's. I'll sit right there. You got wine? (laughs) We'll see. We'll be right back. We'll not be interviews the Pharaoh and get your questions out there, guys. No, please wait. Be nice. See you in a sec. (laughs) The Monty and the Pharaoh Show is brought to you by. Because wine is your second favorite four-letter word. California wine, New York attitude, good fucking wine. Yeah. Jimmy, I gotta take a dump. What? No, I mean I need a dumpster. <sighs> well, for all those needs, you need to call Big V Dumpster Rental, Long Island, New York, six three one nine hundred dump. Can we get some close-ups too? We got kind of like a one-camera shoot, just so you know. That's fine. I think we're on. Are we on? <laughs> I think we're on. Uh, we're on. Look, <laughs> welcome back to Long Island Summer so. Pro Wrestling Broadcast, Monty and the Pharaoh. <laughs> Number one. Where things are just getting better every day. <laughs> getting better every day. <laughs> Jeff, you got your microphone on? He has the second. Yeah. Uh, All right, good. Does. It's on. So before I interview the Pharaoh, and feel free to ask Pharaoh questions <laughs> no, too, please. Jeff. But I want to ask you. <laughs> we, we're in this venture now. We've got such great shows as. Uh, yeah, Family business. We have yes. family business. Yeah. We have, I can give you the whole thing. Right? Uh, no, I don't want you to give me the breakdown. Okay. I don't want to give the breakdown. All I'm saying is, how was your first week? Look, Jeff, honestly, we're busting balls, but <laughs> was it very stressful or how did it make you feel? 
Extremely. <laughs> extremely. Extremely. I was basically. It made you feel extremely, or it was extremely stressful. Extremely stressful. I, I, let's put it this way: when you guys were, you usually you go to me and you ask me, you know, how you doing this week, and my answer today was going to be, Calgon, take me away. <laughs> Calgon, take you away. But what? What is Ancient so China? difficult okay. with the producing? Like, like you've been practicing at home. I'm, I remember to so understand. Like, well, why does it go as? Fucked up as it's been going. <laughs> because there are a lot of unknowns. A lot of unknowns. Uh, like turning on the power to a camera. No, no. Oh, I mean, that's kind of like a secret unknown, right? No, Making sure no. things are plugged there in. Are, let, me just, let me just say this, Mike. <laughs> Mike, let me just say this. Oh, yeah, sure. No. You're the boss. Yeah, I am the boss. Yeah, you yeah, say yeah, goes. You got it. But, but you know as well as I do, there are some people out there who think they're the boss. Understood. And, Who's right? that? And driving me crazy. So that being said, all I care about and all the fans care about is next Thursday and next (laughs) Friday, there is not one problem. Not one. Because we've got Jesse DeVentura in here. (laughs) And that's it. So anyway, here we go. He's not going to start a brand new conspiracy theory after he comes here, is he? Oh, jeez. Love you there, Jesse. Are you ready? I've been. Am I ready? Are you ready? I'm ready. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, D-Generation X, Polly Beast to you, it's WWE! Time! Jimmy Farrow. Oh, no. What? Welcome to Long Island's number one pro wrestling broadcast, Jimmy. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me down here, We're man. glad Thank to you. have you down here. I appreciate it's it. It's an honor to have you Love here. Love the show. I'm a big fan. Excellent. You guys do good Excellent. work. Thank you. So let me ask you, Jimmy. You're a well-known musician. Yeah. Uh... You've traveled the world with many bands. Yeah, when I wasn't running from police. You've yeah. become a very high popular uh, popular television co-host. Yeah, they got like personality and stuff. Thank you. Yeah, go ahead. Where does it start, Jimmy? Where does it start? Where does it all start? Yeah. You mean like the thoughts that maybe I'm not going to be an accountant or a dentist start? Yeah. Yeah, well, probably back in high school. You remember those days. Right. You know, back in those days, uh, I guess I just kind of figured out at an early age I liked music very much and I wanted to do music. And I just started to go after it. I didn't really play a particular instrument like a prodigy, like a Randy Rhodes would play guitar. And I certainly didn't have the range of a Ronnie James Dio. Okay. But I had my influences, so I basically took, like, the Beatles were my template, and I figured if I can apply how they wrote music... And if I can somehow emulate that sort of style, maybe I can develop my own thing. And it went from there. I just started to... I was very fortunate. I wasn't in a thousand bands. I was only in two bands over the course of almost 20 years. So I was kind of lucky that way. But I found good players. Let me ask you this. And was able to convince them that I'm a natural performer. Let me go out and do my thing. And I can actually sing in tune. And I got better and better the more I did it. You grew yeah. up. You grew up though on, in Long Island, yeah. on Long Island, beautiful, New York, Long Island. right? Yes. And there were certain expectations of yeah. families and stuff like that. Crushing a ballsy, expectations. A ballsy, a ballsy yes. move to chase music. <sighs> what kind of pressure was that as a young man Horrible. with your parents Horrible. with an expectation of something different? It was rough. It was definitely rough because you know, and not to get into particulars, but there was a lot of pressure to not do this. There was more of the, you know, you're smarter than that. You're, you should be doing this or you could be doing that. Or, And to me, I felt that I was, you know, you're only, you only live one time, as far as I know, unless, you know, you can prove otherwise. You only li- really get one opportunity in this world. And I felt that this is my gift, entertaining, uh, playing music, making people laugh. These, these are my gifts. I almost felt like I'd be robbing people if I didn't do what I felt I was best at. And I felt I was best at entertaining people or doing the, or music, all different forms, you know. This show to me is just a, a glorious icing on the cake of a long time of wanting to do things the right way in entertainment. And I'm very fortunate that we've had this, this show, you know. So that's how I feel about all of that. It took a lot of work, and I took a lot of bullshit. Maria Davis wants to know, were you in any talent shows No. in junior high or senior no. high school? Nope, I never was. I never took part. I didn't even go to a prom, as you know. I had mm-hmm. no part. Well, I didn't play on the football team, even though I, when I look back on it, what a rough. Well, what a rough. Well, I should have. Well, let me, but let you, me know, ask you know how we played in the neighborhood. Let, let me ask Damn you it. to back to you Maria's know? point. Yeah. Here you are, a singer. Yeah. You want to perform in front of people. Mm-hmm. What made you choose not to perform in high it school? It hadn't happened yet 
everything for me happened when I got out of high school. Because when I was in high school, I felt like, uh, you know, that song from Smashing Pumpkins, In Spite of My Rage, I'm Still Just a Rat in a Cage. Right. That's how I felt in high school. I felt like I was just in an enclosed capsule that I couldn't bust out of. And when I got out of high school, I got the chance to be free. And, and decide where I'm going to work and where I'm going to go and who I'm going to be and how I'm going to be it. And it allowed me to not be the person that was confined to high school. It allowed me to become an entertainer. It allowed me to have confidence. It allowed me to be myself, my real self. But that didn't happen in high school. You so know? You, 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 not that you struggled in high school, but it just wasn't a really good match for you, right? No. No, and it's not it's not structure. You see that I like structure. Right. This show is structured. Right. You know, the band is structured. Right. You know, I'm very into structure. But it didn't work for me because of as Getty Lee, and I'm gonna keep using musical songs as references, subdivisions. Yeah. In the basement halls and about you know, it was just, it, 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 it was bad. It was bad to me. I didn't feel the energy to even want to be popular, if you understand what I'm saying. There was these terrible subdivisions. And The Breakfast Club is such a beautiful film from the 80s. It kind of shows the subdivisions. And sure, we can all get along under the right circumstances. But shit, we weren't all in detention every day like they were in The Breakfast Club. You know what I mean? So there's so, two, di two different worlds, though. You had this world of sports, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And Love it. To be fair to the wrestling fan, I'm just going to say legitimate sport. Theatrical sport, which mm -hmm. is the pro wrestling, right? Game. The wrestling then, mag back in the and day, and then music. Mm -hmm. So you had three major portions of your right. life. Right. In each of those categories, who was your major influence? <sighs> All right. Well, you want, you want to cover real sports first? Go ahead. Uh, it started with Thurman Munson, but it really ended with Mark Messier. These are my two favorite leaders, I th and you know. They were both captains of championship teams. Munson I adored as a child and was destroyed when the plane went down and he passed away. And Messier delivered something I've never seen here in this damn city. Because we're not old enough to remember Joe Namath. He came here, dealt with a curse, stared it in the face, and said, we're going to win. And they, I can't believe it. They did. So after 54 years, I actually saw the Rangers win a Stanley Cup. I thought that that was an absolute miracle. You know? So those, those, are, my, those are my heroes as far as, you know... What, do you, what did you call it? Legitimate sports? Legitimate you know? sport, yeah. But, you know, to me, pro wrestling is also... I want to cut you off real you know, quick, but yeah, if I sure. came on this show and I didn't know what <clears throat> show this was, right, mm -hmm. and I wasn't a regular viewer mm -hmm. like we have the lucky viewers here, for right. example, sure. you know what I'd love to see? What's that? It would say the pharaoh when you're speaking, just so you know. So continue on. Yeah, it should say the pharaoh. Yeah, it Instead, should. it looks like some schlub that roots for the jets. I'm not saying that. All this I'm saying is, awful. if I'm really interested... <laughs> Never mind. Go ahead. So, okay, I don't know. So where was I? So basically, you know, it was like Munson and, 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 you know, Messier are like my favorites. But pro wrestling is always going to be Hogan. You know that. I mean, we've done that. We've covered this on the show more than enough. You know, I think it started with Valentine, but it's Hogan. You Wait know? a minute. Patrick Rose says, reach down and grab some. You two are about to make me puke. Wait a minute. <laughs> what do problem? you mean, Patrick? What, what well, are we what's saying? The, what's going on, Patrick? What are we saying here? <laughs> You're about to make me puke. Matthew Holland says Abraham Lincoln is eating pizza and drinking soda right now. Abraham Lincoln? I thought he got anyway, shot Anyway, Patrick hasn't head. answered my question, but go ahead. So your influence is in, in that's, 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 you pro know, wrestling. I mean, you know, Hogan, later on it was Jericho. Jericho was a huge inspiration to me. Not San Martino. No. Not no. Morales. No. Valentine first. Right. Then Hogan for many, many years. And then Jericho caught my attention big time. I love Jericho. You know, and I love Jericho because of the most major reason is is that he's done rock and wrestling. That guy's good at both. He's the man. And then music. Well, music at the end of the day is always going to be John Lennon and Jim Morrison and uh, Ozzy. Those are my those are my favorite three. By the way, Miss Seinfeld is saying Jimmy's microphone keeps cutting out. Is that so? Yeah, that's not good. Thank you, Mitch, for filling us in. Thank you, Mitch. Yeah, that's not good. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Nah, basically those three guys, but you know I love all kinds of music. You know, I love classical. I started with classical. I mean, the first things I was ever doing was playing, I think I played at Delphi College when I was a small kid. I was doing classical pieces. Nice. So I guess it did start kind of early, you know. And I had parts and plays before I came out to Long Island. I did a couple of plays. So I was into the acting. But right. I'm still mad at you, though. Why? All these years later, for the, for the one thing that I would have done... But you didn't ask me. You asked some schlub. Hey, you want to be Queen of Peter Chris and wear the makeup? We're going to lip sync kiss. How dare you not ask the guy? Honestly, the what a Peter Chris I would have been. been. I would have been on the mark. I, he, I, I, 
think you and I even like spoke at that. Point no, we did. But, high school. but what happened was is that you made the mistake one night of hanging out with my pack of people. Oh, that's right. And one of my dopey guys that's did right. something really dopey, and then you were like, "Why?" Well, am I I'll, out I'll tell. I'll guys? tell a story. So Jimmy, oh, no, Jimmy and I met in junior <laughs> high, and he turned me on to wrestling, yeah, and I thought yeah. honestly it's my hated uh, my fault. Patrick Bro says he needs another shot of whiskey. Go ahead, Patrick, brother. man. Have fun with us, bro. Have fun with us. What are you Thanks. drinking, by the way, Patrick? I want to know. I love whiskey. So tell us at least what you're slugging down. Next. I'm serious. So I love whiskey. So later on, as as we advance, we go to high school. Me and Jimmy kind of separated a yeah. little bit. Well, you were doing your thing. Right, I was doing right. my thing. But Jimmy know. always had a propensity to uh, find some fine-looking women. And when there were fine-looking women around, I was always available to be anybody's friend. <laughs> yeah, wait, right? Anybody's friend? You mean after we were close friends and we drifted apart a little? I come up with some fine-looking stuff, and you just, you know, hey, I'll be anybody's friend. This is how I fall back into your world? So, wow, Jimmy That's hangs rough. out with a different type of band. I think he just mentioned that. Uh, I only have Joe. Hey, wait, wait, Phil says, I've lip-synced this, LOL. I went to Mass as Ace Freelight at Halloween. Very good. Nice. Not bad. Nice. So Space Ace. I go, nice. you know, Jimmy's got some hot chicks, so <laughs> he's with this crowd that I really wouldn't be around. Of course not. This was the Manson family. They, they used to go to a Pilgrim State Hospital, which is a famous <sighs> First of all, let's get this clear. clear. It was Edgewood State Hospital Whatever. on the Pilgrim State Understood. grounds. Understood. Uh, <laughs> this matters to us, us idiots. Go ahead. So Go ahead. Jimmy and, and we're all the way up at the top. goes to the top of the roof. They're which was all, the tallest building on the island. They were all hanging out. At the time. Doing whatever you guys do, and I'm focused on <laughs> the one hot girl that's on the roof. <laughs> right. But one of Jimmy's friends or yeah. partners or – He was part of the pack. Part of the group. Right. Decides he's high enough. He right. wants to throw his girlfriend off the roof. He he's, wants he's, to just – He's tripping. Throw her off the roof to yeah. see if she can fly. He's on purple mescaline, double and barrel. I'm yeah. watching this, mm-hmm. and I'm like, are you effing kidding me? <laughs> no, it was ridiculous. And now I start going ballistic right. on the roof because right. this girl's fucking right. screaming for right. her life. right. And I want to kill this guy, Absolutely. and then I finally get Jimmy, and I'm blaming Jimmy for right. this, right? Because all You're I like, could do think you is, realize what kind of people you put, you brought me around? <laughs> exactly. Because the next day, if she goes down off the side, that's it. It's in the newspapers, and and Patrick Rowe yeah, wants to know what do you bad. think Dicky Slater would do right now? Probably beat the shit out of everybody involved. You, me, if he could get to Patrick, he probably would do that too. Yeah, <laughs> he'd be trashing us right now. <laughs> I love Dick Slater, although he wasn't a very nice guy, from what I understand. So, I'm going to ask you this, Jimmy. Yeah, I'm, I'm full of questions. Be careful, Patrick. Girls getting way que- in. He's getting queasy. Be careful. I want you to weigh in. Way, I know we had a show in. about it, but right. I want you to, considering right. the Thursday Night Wars and what they meant to the fans and yeah. uh, what you knew of Dan Marotti. I know you had spoken about it, right? But um, after after everything that happened, uh huh. What goes through or what went through Jimmy's mind when this went down? Just disbelief. I I thought you were joking with me because, you know, I just didn't, you didn't see it coming and he was very young. So I was just basically shocked. And then I thought to myself, man, did the business just get to him? I mean, what was it about? I don't know his personal life. I have no idea. It still freaks me out, though, if you want to know the truth. I think it's strange. I, I just, you know, he was too young. You know, but um, I find I do find it amazing, and I am humbled by the fact that people refer to this as the Thursday Night Wars. Are you kidding me? That's a that's a great thing to, for people to look at it that way. That's a, that makes it a lot more Absolutely. fun than <laughs> I remember. <laughs> and, and, oh, but, by uh, the way, Patrick yeah. Rose says he's drinking Jim Bean. Now, Patrick, with Jim all Bean. due respect, all right. Jim Bean's and, pretty cheap. Yeah, no, it's, it's cheap not, man's whiskey. Is it's it? not. I mean, bro, go get some like Eagle Rare or something. Buffalo Trace. Buffalo Trace. Buffalo I heard Trace is really good. good. Well, Eagle Rare is like the Jim premium. Beam is like the uh, it's, uh, like, Mad Dog Twenty Twenty of wine. I was, I was gonna, yeah, I was going to call it like the uh, Meisterbrow of uh, whiskey, but that would be probably rough. Jim Beam's pretty good. It depends on what kind you're you're doing. Chris Steve says it's a really terrible situation for Dan, his family, and friends. Yeah, it's I, again, it 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 shell shocked me then. And it still weirds me out now, and I don't think I'm ever going to be comfortable with it because it just came out of nowhere, and he was way too young. Kevin Penley wants to know. Sure. What do you got? M&P, who would you both say was the best enhancement wrestler ever? 
And guys, weigh in if you agree with Jimmy's comments, please. Wow, the best enhancement wrestler ever. Well, I know who my, fa- my favorite is because I say him all the time, Frankie Williams. But Frankie Williams was back from our day. It was from the old days of the uh, late 70s, early 80s. Frankie Williams took a beating. I loved Frankie Williams. But the most successful jobber from that era is, and I almost don't want to call him one, because, but he was, was Johnny Rods. Johnny Rods was an exquisite example of a really good jobber because you never knew. You know, he did have a chance. He might win a match from time to time. But enhancement talent back then is not what it is today, if it even exists at all today. It's, it's used very, 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 very sparingly. By the way, Patrick Rowe says, Dickie Slater, Dusty Rhodes, please come back. Hmm. All right, I got some names for you, though. That's hmm. you know, so who, yeah. Frankie Williams is the man for you. Fra- to me, he's the man. But All right, I mean, what about Jay Will says the Mulkey Brothers? The Mulkey Brothers? Why am I murky about the Mulkey Brothers? Georgia Championship Wrestling oh, Twins. They used to get their right. asses kicked. Real skinny Damn, guys. Damn, there you go. Fun. There was a guy from the Olympic Auditorium that I've mentioned to you before, and you laugh every time I say his name, but you don't remember him. I swear to God, he weighed 90 pounds. Tim Talltree. This guy. Do not remember that name. From the Olympic Auditorium uh, auditorium days with your favorite, John Tolos. And and Mil Mascaris and a bunch of others out there. This guy, Tim Taltree. Oh, my God. The man, Mitch Seinfeld, good friend of the show, Johnny Rods. Johnny Rods is great. Johnny Rods is great. Do you remember when we saw Rods and Estrada get a title shot against Fuji and Saito at Madison Square Garden? And they almost got the fall. The place was going nuts. It was like, I never saw people want Rods and Estrada to win so bad. You know what? That brings back a great memory. That was a great memory. Jimmy Finger says Charlie Fulton. Charlie Fulton was awesome. What about Charlie Brown? Charlie Brown. Charlie Brown, dude. ESO says the old man, Barry Horowitz. Barry Horowitz. Barry's been in studio. Brooklyn Brawler. Barry gets a lot of heat for his Ultimate Warrior comments. Why? That's how he feels about him. Here's one. Jimmy Finger saying Jose Luis Rivera. Fantastic. Who, by the way, will be in studio next Friday as one half of the Conquistadors. Jose, though, is Jose Estrada, another excellent. So Jose, from what I understand, may or may not be in. He's in Mm. negotiation with his agent. Oh, shit. So I don't know. Um, (laughs) Okay. It would be nice for both of them to be in here wearing the Conquistadors outfit. We've got a really glorious show for you guys. That would be great. We've got. Jesse Ventura, which is going to be the interview of a lifetime for mm-hmm. all of us, for mm-hmm. us personally and uh, for you, the fan. Out of control. Okay? Yep. And then you've got Tommy Rich, Coco mm-hmm. Beware, mm-hmm. the Conquistadors. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, and there may be some singing. Maybe some singing. There might be. Robert. Jason Moeing says, Iron Mike Sharp was real good in hands and talent. Jason, I've said this before. He's above it. I was I understand a huge, that he became huge it, but Morocco fan. He's had some big matches. One of my best. Mike Sharp. Best memories mm-hmm. was Sharp was managed by Lou Albano. He had that arm brace. Right. Morocco was the Intercontinental Champion. And they fought he each other. He had just come off winning his cage match against Jimmy Snooker. Mm-hmm. And Albano was managing them both of them t- for the title, Intercontinental. Morocco was defending. Yep. Yep. And uh, he was working <laughs> with both of them to beat the other. <laughs> One of my favorite, favorite. Matches. He was right on the border of enhancement talent, but he wasn't. If you know, and so by the way, I used to look at La- Pretty Boy Larry Sharp this way too. By the way, you know, you know, he'd get the occasional win. This was not a, exactly a pushover, right? You know what I mean. So they both fall into. By the way, category. can I ask you now? That I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Who was the Golden Terror? Was that Larry Sharp? That's a good question. I'm not sure. If anyone remembers who the Golden Terror is, not I sure. think it was Larry Sharp. But please correct me. Interesting. Jason also says Big Bill Anderson. Okay. Phil Descar says Jose and Estrada were the medics in Puerto Rico. Yes, they mm-hmm. were. Rodney Lane says Steve King. You a big fan? Steve King, man. By the way, he died young. I recently looked up. To see whatever became of Steve King, and he passed away young. Kind of sad. Maria Davis says Stan Lane. I don't know if Stan. Stan is. Lane's no enhancement talent. Stan, the Stan Lane. From I would think so. The, not, the not Midnight the... Express. Yes, Did I that's think so. Stan Lane. Yeah. No, no, no. That's not enhancement talent. There might be another one though. <laughs> best condition jobs is Jay Will. Best condition job. You know what? I Who? forgot this guy. Who? Chick Donovan. Wow. Do you remember yes. Chick yes. Donovan? No, that guy had a look. And what a about half. your buddy Bradley? Oh, yeah. Well, Bob Bradley? Bob Bradley. Bob Bradley was a big dude, Patrick man. Rose says Dick Murdoch, not Slater. Dick Murdoch, man. Dirty Dick I Murdoch. Dick Murdoch East-West man. Connection at, with Adrian Adonis. Dick Murdoch, awesome man. team. I was never a fan of Dick Murdoch. I love Dick Murdoch. I'm sorry. 
You know, I've always thought Dick Murdoch was a was a great Southern brawler and really fit the part. Oh, <laughs> by the way, Maria apparently. Davis says Nikita Kolob. Nikita wasn't what a scrub. What is she? She's fucking. Jason Kessel <laughs> says Golden Tower. <laughs> Jason Kessel says Golden Terror was Pete Doherty. There you Thank go. You. Nice. Thank Wait you a minute. Much. Pete Doherty, the guy with the arm? Wait was a that minute. The guy with the arm that George the Animal steal? Yes. Oh, but now Salvatore Viola says Bobby Merrill was the Golden Terror. Wow. I don't know who Wait Bobby a minute. Merrill Robert, was. Robert Merrill? He sings, uh, he sings the Yankee Star Spangled Banner. He's not even alive. J.A. Will says Bobby Cash before Pork Chop Cash. So, Pork Chop Cash. Okay. Let's talk, a little, let's talk a little wrestling. Sure. All right. Okay. So the interview with me is over now, no, right? No, no. Oh, damn it. I thought Wrestlers getting of an older age, right? Yeah. I, I think I saw someone, someone, including their fans. I think <laughs> someone, <laughs> I think on. someone mentioned Nord the Barbarian in the chat. All right. Thoughts on Nord Fuzzy. the Barbarian? Fuzzy thoughts on Nord the Barbarian. I, it, I'd have to go back and, and reevaluate, but to me, I, I remember it being like, ha, ha, ha. I think he was a bruiser Brody Is this ripoff. Supposed to make me laugh. He was a bruiser Brody ripoff. I wasn't. It, it, I remember it, my father really enjoying him because my father liked way, the in a funny sticky, way. In a, sticky, in a funny way, thing. great. But in general, I was like, Meh. Matthew Holland says, have Quincy on the show. I don't know who this guy Quincy is. People could Quincy? Come keep saying Quincy. I think he was part of Marathi's show. Quincy MD? Show. No, no. Oh, man. He was supposed yeah. to be part of Marathi's show. I don't remember. I don't, I don't know, know who, who Quincy is. is. I can't say I do either. I can't say I do either. Roy says, Dick Murdoch looked pregnant his whole career. He, he did. He looked he like he drank a, a, ga- he a gallon of beer. He would get a little puffy in the and, face. And in the stomach. He looked like he, he might be huge. delivering any second. All right, that's fair. What wrestling That's match, fair. whether it be a kid, a teenager, or now, changed your life? Wrestling match? Wrestling match. Wait a match. minute. What am I, the guy who cries when CM Punk returns? No, but but what seriously, what okay. wrestling okay. match? Okay, all right. What wrestling match, I think we should rephrase it a little bit, actually inspired me fair after enough. watching it. Okay. Hogan versus The Rock. Why? Hogan versus The Rock was such a validation for me. At the time, I was working in an office building, and uh, just like many people, and there were actually a healthy amount of pro wrestling fans at this office, which was kind of surprising when I think back on it. A lot of them were very much like what we see today with AEW. A lot of them were WCW guys. And uh, you and me, coming from New York, and this is New York where we grew up on Vince, I considered these guys effing traitors, Okay. I'm like, what? Are you rooting for Vince McMahon to go down? What are you, an idiot? And they used to root for WCW, and as WCW was starting to sink, they needed a fall man. So instead of blaming Vince Russo, who wrote the show into the ground, instead of blaming all the other factors and all the egos, they decided it was all entirely Hulk Hogan's fault. Hulk Hogan is done. Hulk Hogan has no more interest in this business. Hulk Hogan's day has come and gone. And I would grit my teeth because we love Hogan. We know what Hogan is. And I knew Hogan is not done. And it's not Hogan's fault that WCW is losing this war. You want to fucking blame one guy for that? Give me a break. I was like, he's going to come back one day and he's not going to have... A goodbye until he has another great moment. And I don't mean like a okay moment. I mean like a Hogan Goldberg moment, Hogan Warrior moment, Hogan Andre Hogan. You know, I, I knew it could happen. And when he came back and he fought The Rock, and I also told him, you don't understand how loved this guy is. Have you already forgotten about your childhoods? You already forgotten about Hogan's, you know, everything? He, like, we all rooted for him. You guys are just turncoats now. Give me a break. Hogan fights The Rock. And how many people that night? 70,000 people decide on the fly because Hogan was back home finally. It's like putting that Yankee uniform on again. He comes back for that match, and the fans were like, oh, God, did we miss you? We love you. We're rooting for you. And to Hogan and Rock's credit, they switched roles on the fly. Hogan tore the house down with the Rock, and I felt so vindicated the next day when I went to work. I'm like, so Hogan's done, huh? Yeah, Hogan has nothing left in his tank, huh? So that was... Did, that did you was... see that last night? And, and Honestly, at my age at that time, look, we're not 20 anymore. This match happened, we're in our 30s, getting towards 40. I felt motivated by that. Because they were all saying he's an old man who's done. You know? And even though I'm years younger than Hogan, I felt inspiration from that. 
Never count somebody out, especially after they have a body of work like that man did. Good. So, yes, that, that wrestling match inspired Good me. explanation. You know? Uh, Roddy Lane says Bob Backlund for a superstar Billy Graham title change. What about? That was the match that changed, changed his, his Inspired him? That's awesome. Right. That's awesome. Jay Will says, don't forget the WWF and NWA interpromotion match, Backlund versus Harley Race. I love Grace that. Blair, blah, blah, blah. I look so much forward to that match when Backlund fought Harley Race. Problem is, we didn't get him here. I saw that. That yeah, was at MSG. Did, but how did that go over at MSG? The fans were very into it. I was very excited by it. it listen, it's 1980. I think it's a full year before I'm, I'm or get a little less than a year before I'm, you and I are like watching Sergeant Slaughter's Cobra Clutch Challenge. That was 1980. Fans were into it. 35-minute match, double DQ or something. Of course, you weren't going to have a winner you know jason wants to know when was your first wwf msg show the first time i actually by the way we feel fortunate that we got to watch Madison square garden wrestling because it's funny someone explained that to me the other day i might have heard it somewhere but Mm -hmm. msg was a monthly Mm pay-per-view every month yep something you looked forward to and it was on monday nights always monday Monday nights nights. yeah once in a while a sunday Rarely. What was that? What's that called? The, the matinee. Matinee. Yes. Yeah. Rarely. So, what was your first Madison Square Garden match? Uh, I would. I would tend to think it might have been with you. I think it was at the the Battle Royal that Fuji and Saito, after thirteen other men, it was a fifteen man over the top rope with a cash prize Battle Royal. Yep. And the only two left were Fuji and Saito. The crowd was completely into it the entire match, and Fuji and Saito stop and stare at each other and bow and split the money. Oh my God! The garter was it's, so it's pissed funny off. You remember How that. great was that you, moment? Why do you remember that? But you don't remember what the main event was, and it was Morocco. Well, I do remember it. Versus Backlund. I do. Was it the one-hour draw? Or was it the Texas Death Match? The Texas Death Match. Texas Death Match. And and Morocco lost. Right. And right. What, what, great. Why match. do you like the Battle Royal more than the Texas? Death I match? think for some reason it just. The visual of Fuji and Saito bowing to each other and taking the money and the fury of the fans is something I remember more than, than Morocco-Backlund, and we were totally into that match. That was an amazing match. Morocco almost won like 17 times during that match. It was a, it's a classic, but there's something about Fuji and Saito bowing to each other and taking the money, you know? So be and, and this and this goes to the people who watch this too. So I want to I want to mm-hmm. understand what they think also. Right. It's really it's pretty important. So you you've been doing the show for about two years. Yeah. You've met the who's who of pro wrestling. You're yeah. met, you're about to meet the great Jesse Ventura. Okay. Has the show ruined your feeling for professional wrestling? No. No, has my feelings for professional wrestling been altered due to circumstances from getting involved? With doing a show that covers pro wrestling, sure. You know, I've seen a lot of things that I thought I would never see. I've seen a lot of behavioral uh, weirdness. Um, It's a strange business. But I still would like to believe that uh, the better percentage of wrestlers we've come across kick ass. They're awesome, right? Um, Has it changed how I look at wrestling? Of course it has. Anyone who gets in, as involved as we've decided to get involved over the last couple of years, yes, it's going to change your opinion on it. Have I lost any respect for pro wrestling? No. Have I gained more respect for pro wrestling? Yeah. So I guess at the end of the day, it's been way more good than bad, but you've got to take a little bit of both to get by anyway. So, Yard you know. Ape wants to know, yeah. did you guys Yard save Ape, what your up? old program? So Yard Ape, I'll take that one. Jesus. We were big magazine collectors. Absolutely. PWI, mm-hmm. The Wrestler, Inside Wrestling. and Inside Wrestling. Yep. Every month. Didn't mm-hmm. know at the time it was the mm-hmm. same writers, right. same distributors. Right. And, and Dan Shockett wasn't real. <laughs> right, same and, stuff. And, and someone else wasn't real. There was I, someone else who wasn't between real. Between baseball cards right. and magazines, and you asked about programs in particular. Yeah. Again, I'm not probably not telling you guys anything new, but... It, no matter what arena you went for that month, it was yep. the same cheap program right. with a paper insert yep. of what the card That's was. That's right. Um, and one other thing. You could purchase a magazine at those events, but it was not PWI, Wrestler, or Inside Wrestling. It was the one that my magazine was advertised in, the Rings Wrestling Magazine, nice. which George Napolitano talked about. need you to answer this. Props yeah. to WWE for not dropping or backing down on the Joey Gacy gimmick. Right. Uh, what is that? Joey Gacy? He's yeah. a very strange bird. I think he's hilarious personally. Very what is entertaining. That? What is it? I can't say that I could describe him because he's been very bizarre, and I don't watch enough of him to be able to define him. 
you know, definitively. He's a, he's a wackadoo. Um, I, I might be missing some key points about him, though, that that person who made the comment may want to fill in somewhat. <laughs> but, you know. Oh, by the way, why are they dropping everybody's first names now? You know, Chomp is not Tommaso anymore. Well, because it's, to let you know. I mean, this is smart marketing. Do you I, believe that Ezekiel is Elias's brother? They look so similar. I want to just answer this. I'm <laughs> going to give you a quick answer on that because it's God. marketing 101. Yeah, I'm yeah. Patrick Gross says I'm madly infatuated, infatuated with Ona Z. Well, Ona Z is now part Ona's of the Martina awesome. Farrow network. I bow to Ona Z. Um, this is Absolutely. a wonderful addition. Yep. Look, guys, the Good whole show. idea Good behind show. this is we wanted to build this channel and give people programming for anything they may like. If sure. you like rap, right. you're going to have rap artists. Right. If you have, like actors, you're going to have actors. We've got a porn star like Ona Z. Hey. Right? We've hey, got yo. a great uh, the King's Bodyguard. That dude was with Elvis Presley, right. one of the icons, very, right? Very, and, and boy, that guy could tell stories. I wouldn't dare call it an eclectic lineup, but it's a, definitely I can't a diverse. I believe one. you said that. Well, I had to do it to see if I could get a chuckle, but apparently, so, so, you're still on Hate Factor with that idiot. So back, so back, so back <laughs> on what you said about dropping yeah. names, right? Yeah. It's about marketing. Sure. Uh, who was I talking to? I might have been talking to. Uh, I was walk actually talking to him from Universal Talent Agency, okay. and we were talking about wrestling in general. All right. People have to realize, right, this is kind of – we're all old school. Everybody on here is old school, hmm. right? I, I'm sure you enjoy some new wrestling, or maybe mm -hmm. you enjoy and love it, but basically we're old school. Right. And we – Although this past WrestleMania kicked ass. It did. Go on. But we don't always see – through the forest, meaning that we're stuck in our ways. Remember when our dad would say, oh, DiMaggio was better than this guy. Yeah, he was right, though. DiMaggio's better than my, anybody I've seen. My point is is that <laughs> when you're older, you kind of get stuck in your ways. Of course. Wrestling does not play does, to 50-year-olds, 40-year-olds, 30-year-olds. I Today's think wrestling plays to people who like wrestling. No, it doesn't. It plays to what makes it money. So of course. Speaking to Atlas. And those people who watch like speaking wrestling. Speaking to Atlas, Atlas was telling me right. that he really can't watch wrestling anymore. Right. We're having a discussion. I wouldn't expect some of the old And I asked him why. To, to, to and watch. he said, well, because it's changed. It's too gimmicky. It's yeah. too spot festy. Right. It's too this. To, to and there's the no storytelling. And I said, look, Tony. And I'll ask this question to anybody. I'm going to ask it to you. Yeah. We are running a business. Yeah. You love this business, the way we built it, right? You sure. love wrestling. We built wrestling. We got these storylines, and it's slow, and it's methodical. Yeah. And you got this whole thing. Uh-huh. But, right? And, 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 again, you see all these old-timers who have these shows or whatever else. They say, wrestling's never been worse. It sucks. This, that. All right. Times have changed. Yeah. Today's audience wants now. Right. The time of building long storylines doesn't work. Unless it's the tribal family. Okay? Perfect example. It's worked for Roman. WrestleMania. This WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. Vince wanted blood. Right. He wanted blood for the right. last match. Right. Nick Khan said, Vince, right. we're building towards something totally different. Right. Right? Probably right. trying to sell whatever the situation is. Mm -hmm. You can turn us back 10 years by mm -hmm. showing blood like... AEW. The other company, right. We cannot do this. Right. Vince agreed. Right. My whole point is this. Right. Wrestling's not dead, dude. It's a billion-dollar industry I, now. I, it's I, crazy. I completely agree. I completely agree. There's no argument there. Wrestling is Man, Patrick's ripping us apart today. I thought What's he was a fan. What's the matter He's with He's like, you Patrick? two chumps are spreading out. What is he talking about? What is, I don't dude, even... you can't have my anus. You keep your thoughts to yourself. What is he talking about, spreading out? The time of the generational wrestling fan is over, Yard Ape says, and he's 100% yeah, right. exactly. Okay? Exactly. So my point to Tony was, Tony, we have a business now, and yeah. you, you built this wrestling organization. I'm like, Tony, we're going to make billions of dollars, not hundreds of thousands of dollars, right. if we just do it right. this way. Right. Look, you've got to do what the people want, and you've got to sell the way the people respond to it. That's the bottom Jay line. Jay Will goes, you mean a program between Buzz Sawyer and Tommy Rich doesn't work? No, it doesn't. It did back then. No. That's the problem. It was good back this, then. That's misinformation. What? It did back then yeah. for the thousands of people who liked Georgia Championship Correct. Wrestling. It was the thousands. But that was territorial days. But the thousands. It's a different... It wouldn't different have worked. It no, not today. No, but won't. not even back then. It wouldn't have worked for the billions back then. Right. right. It worked for the thousands in Georgia. That's right. And Hogan and Andre worked for the millions. Thank you. The end. And don't you think the San Martino era fan mm -hmm. hated Hogan? And hated Absolutely. Andre for what he Absolutely. was doing. Absolutely. I can see that. 
What was your favorite Starcade match in 1987? In 1987. Shy Town Heat. Well, that's got to be. I have to look at the card. I can't say. The one thing is, we are not walking encyclopedias. Right. We have our memories. Oh, that's right. The first match was so and so versus so and so in 1987. No, I don't remember that shit, bro. Who who said that? Who was? But I like the question. It's a great question. But I got I got to find that. How about giving me a few matches to choose from that were your favorites? That was Robert Hanana. So Robert, I got to tell you, give us some of the matches, bro. My brain is limited, and I had to eliminate some of the junk floating around in it. That's right. I can only remember the great memories. It might be like those couple of two out of three falls matches from back in the day. Had to get out of that filing system. Christian, Christian, Crystal Moore, that. That shit is asking. Has Tony spoken about Dan Marotti lately? So I think I announced earlier in the yeah, show Tony yeah. was probably going to come next week to join Ventura and everything, but mm-hmm. he's booked somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And Tony and uh, Monty DeFaro show will be doing Tuesday night with Tony. Again, there's no bullshit going on here, guys. I'm not going to tell you something's going to happen. It's not going to happen, right? But there is tech issues. Like Abdul was supposed to be on tonight. If he can't get his sound working, we're not going to put on shitty sound, okay? Right. This is a television studio, right. and we've got a lot of uh, sponsors we've sure. got to report to. Sure. Now, again, maybe uh, Mr. Patrick Rowe might think, I'd rather hear a shitty Abdullah Bush than these This guy's assholes. after all legs spread. I don't know. But, but, I, but, I don't know what he's talking is, about. Um, Keep hitting the whiskey, Pat. It'll get better. Trust me. I guess Rick BS is an update on Marty. Maria says Marty's doing well. I'm glad you're talking to him. I uh, yeah, texted Marty, Marty last week. I was he seems okay. He's all right. I actually, when I spoke to him on the phone, I don't think I've ever heard a better uh, wow. Ma- Marty Genetti. Very good. Very good. Good deal. You already points to go, will Nord the Barbarian have a soft landing with Monty Nefaro? We will never have Nord the Barbarian on this show. Uh, <laughs> I'm being honest. <laughs> I'm, you can see the disappointment in my face. Oh, the no, guy please. literally sounds. What? The guy literally you know. sounds like a total dope. Really nice. You've not even heard him? No, I can't say I have. He sounds like he's tw- ten sheets to the wind, which I guess people like. Okay, but he talks like you know. Uh, I, don't, I can't even imitate him. How dude. about that guy who looks like Yosemite Sam? Is he going to be ever coming on? Or no, that he... guy will never. Right, right. Wait a minute, Patrick Rose says this ain't no game. <laughs> I don't even know what he's talking about. Are you all right, bro? What is wrong with him? Is he drinking too much? I have no idea. Patrick, please be careful. Stop drinking. Yeah, yeah. Call the wife, have her put put you under the covers, tuck you in. (laughs) Oh, my God. Give you a kiss on the forehead. Maybe a nice hot water bottle. Nice hot water bottle, not by your penis because you'll pee in the bed. You're 50-something years old. We don't want you pee-pee in the bed because then you have to wash your sheets. Yo, man, this should be real. What are you talking about, bro? This ain't no game. This ain't no game, Ovo. <laughs> this ain't no game. Uh, Stick to wrestling, Pat. Next. So, what you got? let's see. I see Uncle Dan behind Mike with a frying pan. <laughs> That's Matthew Holland. That guy, Matthew Holland's pretty funny. This dude has comments all the oh, time. Every show oh, he's got something going. Mike with a fry. The <laughs> yeah. ghost? What are you talking about? Rodney Lynn says Sky Lolo. Low. I would love to have Sky Lolo on the, team, uh, on the show. It might be a little hard. He's not with us yet. I, I know he is. You know, I mean, he wouldn't have much to say. I was trying to be funny. Oh, okay. Yeah. Who's your ultimate guest on that couch? Bob Backlund. No. Okay. Of the guests we had, Bob Backlund. Bob Backlund. Bob Backlund and Bob Backlund. If you could have anybody. Bob Backlund. It still would be Backlund. <laughs> I, that was the I don't believe thing we are. Wait a minute. Are we going beyond the realms of pro wrestling? Sure. Anybody. Anybody. To sit on that couch. Got to be alive. Oh, that kind of changes it. By the way, Jason Moen wants to know, is it possible to bring Al Snow back in? Of course. That would be great. Al Snow will be back in. In fact, I will tell you that, um, oh, my God, Big Vito's coming in, and uh, Shane Douglas will be back. Right. What's your answer for that? You guys actually love Nord. You guys are on tonight. You, you guys would Thank actually you. love Nord. You think we you would? Why? That's why, would we lo- why would we love Nord? Rodney Lane says Backlund was the best. That was the best interview. That dude. was fantastic. I loved that. I thought that was the greatest. Oh, to answer that question from before, yeah. uh, if it was a wrestler, you know damn well that if Hulk Hogan walked in here, a plane could hit me as so, the second I walk out the door. I'm done. I'm good. Good. I, I've interviewed Hulk Hogan. Right. Uh, as far as musician go, uh, John's not with us anymore. Lennon, Jim's not with us, but Ozzy still is, and I would love to have Ozzy on that couch. Fair enough. Could you imagine? Oh my God. My 
favorite guest that we've had mm. on the show uh, Bob was Backlund. Right. Um, because what he meant to me. Yeah. I will tell you, my ultimate is happening Friday. Jesse yeah, no, the Jesse's Body Ventor for guy. me is happening. And yep. uh, I will be in a suit. I will make that announcement. Wrestler that gave Mike Monty the most butterflies before he interviewed them live on Monty and the Pharaoh. Wow. That would be most I, butterflies. I know that uh, a certain million-dollar man made you pretty... Uh, million-dollar... No, you know what? No. You, I'm going to tell were you. were fairly, like, I was, lousy. Wow. I was like, because he's an icon. Okay. But, you know, but I was... Butterflies, like, though. We went, like, we went to shit. Like, no. Backlund was butterflies. Was it really? Yeah, no, because the immense... Not that I don't respect everybody that mm-hmm. walks through these doors, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Backlund was... Um, He's an icon. Most pleasant, like, holy shit, I had no idea the guest could be so cool moment. Wow. Because um, I know what mine are. Mine are, I'll give mine quick if I can. There's two. Yeah. Well, I was nervous as could be coming in here those days. Yeah. And they turned out to both be good, very cool people, friends of the show. New Jack, oh, my God, what a great guy he was. And Sabu. Holy crap, I was so nervous about Sabu that day. And Sabu was a fantastic human being. How about you? Uh, Tonga Kid. That was awesome. He was great. He was pretty incredible. He was great. And uh, Mike Knox. Mike Knox? You were all up in arms about Mike Knox coming in? No, not up no, in I'm arms. I'm saying like, like someone who made you like all nervous from their oh, rep. Uh, oh, so New you Jack. Know, like, New Jack, I was Yeah, worried. like New Jack and Sabu. I was both like, oh, God. And they, By the way, Patrick Rose says, this what is, is the Patrick Rose show. What is he Everybody's doing? saying, I love Backlund. Here's Patrick Rose. Bob Backlund reminds me of Howdy Doody. Patrick Rose a miserable dude. What's the matter with him? He's drinking uh, cheap Actually, whiskey. you know, it's fair to say that, though, because we hated Backlund. We called it, you know, Patrick not for nothing. How could you not respect We called Bob him Howdy uh, Yeah, you got to respect him. We respected him when we hated him back in the day. You know? Well, wait a minute. Maria Day says Virgil had two strokes. Yeah, I read that somewhere. Yeah, what's going on with Virgil? Virgil was kind of crazy. He was kind of cool. Dude, we've had a lot of people in this band. But you know what I remember us bugging out about? That was when Corona was at its height and Virgil's like with no mask. Ha! I guarantee you. I guarantee you. Ah, unbelievable. Jason says, love Backlund before reading his book, loved him more after reading his that book. That book is the best wrestling book I've ever read. That's just my opinion. Jay Will says, Tonga Kid's a great racquetball player. He was Ooh, a member of my gym in the 1990s and a member of the SST oh. in WCW. Nice guy and a good family. Totally yep. agree, yep. man. Very awesome, cool. awesome, Very cool. awesome man. Yep. He was great. So, Abdullah wasn't in. Oh, but yeah, one, of the, this, but way, one of the questions I was going to ask, mm-hmm. and I want you to answer this, All right. was uh, if I clearly Abdullah was going, we were going to talk about his GoFundMe page, yeah. um, things like that. All right. So the question I was going to ask Abdullah was, you claim <sighs> that you need money. Here it comes. Right? Yeah. But you've had many, many businesses. Mm-hmm. You've traveled the world as a pro wrestler. Mm-hmm. For decades. How is it humanally possible mm-hmm. he claims, to be able to run businesses and he claims that and make money right. like that level right. and not be able to read and write? I don't believe it. Personally, I don't believe it. You know, I would have loved to have heard his explanation on it, but I don't believe it. How is that possible? He seems like he's a very sharp guy. By the way, and by the so, way, guys, if you uh, can donate to Abdullah the Butcher's GoFundMe page, it's a GoFundMe help me help help me to help Abdullah the Butcher. He needs help. He's right now got four thousand dollars collected out of fifty thousand dollars. So if you're willing and you have a little extra cash, by all the means, share it and donate now for Abdullah the Butcher. I think Hannibal should donate. So Rodney Lane's asking, no, do huh? the wrestlers get? <laughs> Do the wrestlers get paid for the likenesses of the Young Rock? Yes, so Rodney, I negotiated a deal for Mr. Tony Atlas, and Mr. Tony Atlas was paid for his likeness. Yes. Uh, we also had Brett Azar in studio. For what I understand, for Brett Azar, he was being paid uh, about six figures, mm. mid-six figures for mm. his role for the Iron Sheik. Nice. I would have to think that might have been lower considering that he literally has a very bit part in it. Um, right. Right. Jay Will says I would have been scared of Billy Jack Hair Billy Jack Haynes. Yeah, he's he, Were you scared of Billy Jack Haynes? No. That dude was batshit crazy. He was batshit crazy. He was as crazy on the in, in life as he was in the interviews. 
All right, I was scared of a ruler. Can I tell a Billy, Billy Jack story? You sure can, Mackie. All right, so. Go ahead. <laughs> Good old Billy I'm Jack. I'm driving one day. He's great. Guys, this is a true story. So I'm driving. Phone's ringing. Right? It's from Portland, Oregon. Wow, you remembered your number. It's from Portland, Oregon. Right. So I'm not thinking. I'm like, what the fuck? Who do, you pick think up. It, who do you think it is? Monty. <laughs> yeah. Billy Jack Hates. <laughs> okay, hey, what's way. up, man? How you doing? How you doing there, bud? Love doing your show. Right. Yeah. Right. Listen. <laughs> I need to know one thing. What's up? And this, this is what this guy's thinking about. Right, I don't even right, know how this is happening. Right. Long, this di- is, long distance. This is in the height of him like trying to work that gimmick with Hannibal, you mm-hmm. know, by the way. Well, um, okay. <laughs> He's like, what's the deal with that fucking Eric Sims? Eric Sims. He wants to know about Eric Sims. What is he and doing? it becomes an hour-long conversation. By the way, i got to say this. Patrick Rosa, Rosa. What is going funny on? Guys, funny guys looks Funny guys looks, but looks aren't everything. Wow, man. So what old joke book did you take that one It's pretty from? good. You got to blow so the dust off He wanted off to of go into one. Eric Sims, and then, then he wanted to tell me how, creative, Eric, Patrick. how Eric Sims was ripping him off. <laughs> and he this was tired is... of being taken advantage of by Eric Sims. And this went on uh, for literally an Did hour. you let Eric Sims know? I did. And what did he have to say? The well, guy's back here. Wanted to tell me never <laughs> to speak to Eric again, okay. and that he would work directly with us without Eric. Right, and you yeah. know whatever. And I went like, down. Yeah, with you know, I'm right. kind of like you know, yeah, Eric's a business partner of ours, yeah, and yeah, blah blah yeah. blah. Yeah. And uh, you know, and that was pretty much you know. And then he asked if we could put over the Hannibal thing with him, which we right. did. Right, we played into it, which we knew it was a gimmick. Right, and right, that right. shit went over like a lead balloon because right. Hannibal can't sell shit. No. No. That's why he's not a wrestler. You know when he it's was not at, the hep C. You know when he was it's at not his, any of that. You know the dude he, is just awful. Let me tell you, though, he did hit a pinnacle. What? All right? And Good. you know when it was? What's that? When he had the balls to show up here and knock <laughs> on the door. Don't start personally <laughs> insulting me. That was actually entertaining. All right. We're almost out of time. But that was us. We're almost out of time. I want to thank oh, yeah. everybody for uh, hanging in there. Yeah. And I uh, want to thank you guys. Yeah. We do apologize again for... Uh, Yard Ape says, looking at Eric Sims wants to make me shower. <laughs> you know what my wife says every time I put they it don't, They didn't give him food. Well, they, no, they wouldn't let him use the bathroom. Remember that? Oh, that's right. That was un- We're sitting having breakfast with demolition. Yes, that's right. And, and they wouldn't let him use that bathroom. That's right. And then the owner comes over. I don't like that guy. Let him pee outside. <laughs> that's right. Oh, I forgot oh, all about that. And we're all laughing. Demolition's like, and he's the guy representing them. They're like, oh, oh you got to go my pee wife, on the My sidewalk. wife goes, why do you keep on putting him on his show? I goes, because he's a business partner. Yeah. She goes, it makes me want to throw up. <laughs> That is rough. Oi. Uh, well, you know, Eric's probably taking a nap right now. So. Chris Memphis says, Abby Oi. put everything in his wife's name due to the Hannibal Hepsi lawsuit. Hmm. So, well, real quick before yeah. we cut out, do you think, in yeah. your personal opinion, yeah. Abdul the Butcher gave Hannibal Hepsi? I have no idea. I really don't even know how to answer something like that. I mean, were they able to prove it? How did that work out in court? Like, yes, we took the vial from you and the vial from you. It's your hep C. So the big thing I mean, was Hannibal claims that he lost a substantial amount of money because he was going to be a wrestler for right. the WWE. Right, The right. court tended Which is, to again, agree no with guarantee. Him. Well, I will tell you this. You know? if, if what he does... What was Vince going to do with him? But no, what I'm saying is if what he does and what... <laughs> yeah. like. There's no way he was going to go to the WWE. No, there's that's, not I, any chance in right, hell. Right. Did he get Hep C? Right. Maybe I don't know. Right. Who knows? I don't know. Right. I don't know. I will tell you what, though, it's a far stretch for the court to speculate on. You know, to that level. Well, you know, he probably was going to go to W. How the fuck would you know? So speculation shouldn't win court cases. Facts should win court cases. But all right. Well, anyway, send us. We want to thank you guys. Now, don't forget, next Thursday we have our show, and then Friday's the marathon. Do not miss. Tommy Wildfire Rich. Do not miss Coco Beware. Beware. Do, do, not, do miss not miss the Contisadors. Do not miss. Yeah. You got others. Yard Ape says Hannibal mentioned he was with rats. What? Ring rats or real rats? <laughs> Put the lotion on the mouse. Did anyone ever find the... Uh, what's her name? <laughs> Put the lotion on the mouse. Did anyone ever find Blaze? <laughs> no. 
Where is she? I haven't seen her. Oh, man. I'm serious. When's the last time anyone's seen Blaze? You think that hole in the basement? All right, and don't forget, the, hole in the, basement. the former governor, Jesse Ventura, will be in-house. Yeah. All right? So you yeah. want to send us on away there, buddy? All righty, folks. Thank, Thank you, Maria. Please. Love you guys, all of you, even you, Patrick Rowe. Slaptrick. Please, Patrick, <laughs> seriously, my friend. It's been a long night. Put some diapers on. Oh, my God. Right? Don't make a mess in your bed. You know, I don't know if you have kids, but if they see that you peed in your bed, it's oh, not going boy. to be good. Not good at all. You know what's great all. being on this side of the camera? How dry You can say what you want about me, but, boy, I'll tell you, I, I look at some of these profiles, and yeah. it's like, yeah. yeah, please, stay in the basement. Yeah, that's rough. All right. You've been watching. Marty Wait a minute. Probably the- both. Your audience says probably both, but Rats can and Hep C. Phil says, great show, even without Abby. Good night. Thank you, Phil. Thank you, Phil. J.A. Tommy Rich was the man back in the day. He still is the man. Jason, awesome show. Thank you. Good night, everyone. Send us out. Sorry, Farrell. You've been watching Monty and the Farrell. Until next week, later.